Hello and welcome back or welcome, depending on if this is your first listen or not, to Under a Rock with Brielle and Gerlin. Hey. Hello. Uh, we are back to talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. We are starting book three, the final one. Yeah. We yeah. are here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And we are speaking on episodes one, two, and three of book three. Mm-hmm. So we are here. Yeah. Aang has finally waken up from, I guess, limbo. Yeah. Yeah. He finally. Mr. Mr. Slugabed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love how when he, he gets up, he's just like, oh, my God, I've been captured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair. He doesn't remember anything, and he woke up surrounded by Fire Nation symbols. Like, like the gang didn't even try to like not do that to him, right? And, and like they didn't try to take down the posters or put up a sign. And like when he first escapes out of the room, you see uh, Pipsqueak and the Duke. And instead of being like, "Hey, Ang, it's Pipsqueak and the Duke," they go, "Hey, wait, stop!" Like guards, <laughs> right? Like, but that happens in. I feel like that happens in so many like movies and television shows. Whenever a character wakes up from like a like a very very long sleep or from being attacked or even a coma, when they wake up and they're like, "What's going on?" Mm. Um, instead of saying literally like the one or two things that would make them calm down. The people around them are just like, hey, wait, stop. What are you doing? Instead of being like, we're your friends. We promise. <laughs> we're not the enemy. Yeah. I Even was, though we're dressed like them, you know. I was kind of thinking, it reminded me of Captain America. Yes, I was just about to say Captain America. Yeah. I mean, they tried and went, like, tried to make it seem like he was still in the 1950s or whatever. Yeah, but they, they got the baseball uh, game wrong. And also, the the girl who, like, greeted him like his nurse she looked completely ridiculous like anyone who who like lived in the 1940s would look at her and how she's dressed and be like that's not right Mm. like her shirt wasn't like fit the right way her hair didn't look right it was just it was like what you think the 40s is but not what it actually is and Mm. steve would probably have known that to be quite honest and so like it was the baseball game it was that and then he like runs out into the street So we get that situation with Aang. Yeah, exactly. Like all, all the Duke had and Pipsqueak had to say was like, "Hey, it's us, it's your us. friends. <laughs> You're not on a fire relationship. Well, you are, <laughs> but not really." And I love how Sokka just comes fully <laughs> dressed as a Fire Nation soldier. It's like, "Aang, welcome back to the land of the living, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> and Aang's just like, "What the fuck is going yeah, on?" Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that's so funny. And then he just faints again. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he's had a rough few weeks. He's had a rough few weeks. He literally like came back to life. Yeah. Um, so basically, they're on the boat to the Fire Nation, and so is Zuko, Azula, May, and Tylee. They're also on the boat to the Fire Nation. Also, I guess Iroh is there too, but he's like a prisoner. A prisoner, yeah. And um <laughs> I love May so goddamn much. Like, <laughs> if you watch this show, you know how much I love May. But I love that she's like, hey, Zuko, like, are you cold? And he just goes off on this super dramatic monologue. And she's like, I just asked if you were cold, not your life story. Chill, Zuko. (laughs) It's like, I got a lot on my mind. (laughs) It's like, okay, but like, how do you, are you freezing? Yeah. Would you like a sweater? Because I I got one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I will say, okay, so I feel like a lot of people who, um, 
maybe maybe in the in the past not so much now i don't really know because i don't really um immerse myself in the ship wars that way but i feel like um i've been hearing a lot about the past ship wars and a lot of people in order to justify zutara would basically kind of make may out to be the bad guy and they would Mm. use a lot of scenes as like proof that like she and zuko were a bad match and um but, and they would use this scene as like, oh, well, she doesn't listen to him and she doesn't care about him. And I'm like, actually, on the contrary, I think she cares a lot about him because she doesn't put up with his bullshit. Right. Like, there are so many people in Zuko's life who, like, kind of roll their eyes and stuff when he goes off on his monologues and then things like that. But but that's not what she was doing. She was kind of teasing him. Yeah, it was and flirting. Being, yeah, and, and I think he needs that because... Like, Iroh lets him go off on the monologue, you know, like Aang and even like Sokka, when he eventually gets to them, let let him go off on his monologues. Azula cuts him off right away, but May's like, she lets him speak, she lets him say what he has to say, and then she says, stop being so dramatic, I just asked if you were cold. Right. And, you know, you need that sometimes, you know, and I think, and and obviously Zuko doesn't mind because he doesn't get angry at her the way he does it like Azula, mm. you know, and they even kiss, so it's like... Are they the most like healthy, perfect relationship? No, they they remind me a little, a little too much, and I'll get into this later. But they ri- remind me a little bit too much of like every high school couple ever. Yeah. But <laughs> I do think that there is some genuine care and respect for each other. I agree. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you have to understand that like May hasn't seen Zuko in three years. She doesn't know what he's like. Mm. She doesn't know what his kind of personality has become and he doesn't know that about her so i feel like a lot of the maybe more like awkward interactions between them could literally just be chalked up to well this is their first time meeting each other as basically adults Mm -hmm. you know like when zuko left they were on the cusp of puberty and like and now they're like past it and it's like oh who are we you know (laughs) right no one stays the same exactly yeah so i will not stand for any may slander in this house and also it's just like why do you have to 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 up katara and i'm just speaking to the shippers oh yeah to up katara why do you have to bring down may it's like yeah you don't have to do that you don't but i mean unfortunately that happens in like every every fandom any mm-hmm. kind of ship um in like it's just it's just a common and thankfully you know it seems to be very much an age thing. Mm. Like once you age out of that kind of mindset, you're, you stop doing that. Like I remember um, back when I used to be into Glee, I used to really like Glee. <laughs> anyway, uh, back when I used to be very involved in the Glee fandom, mm. um, whenever someone would uh, write either Rachel and Puck or Rachel and Quinn, um, one of the things that you had to always be aware of when you were reading those stories is like if there was any Finn hate in them or Finn bashing because people would do that. People would literally make Finn the most awful, horrendous, ridiculous character ever to justify why Rachel wouldn't be with him and be with Quinn Mm. when it really isn't that difficult. It'd just be like, well, they decided they don't want to date anymore and she went on to this person. (laughs) But, you know, I, I feel like, again, that's a very like age thing. Like, when you're young, you kind of... I feel like when you're young, you don't necessarily realize that people can just not like each other and and move on, and that's okay. You feel like there has to be a reason for someone not to be with someone, and so that's where the bashing comes in. But I feel like 
there's been a real like shift away from that, you know? Mm. And now when people write a pairing that isn't the like canon pairing, they usually just, you know, oh, well, you know, they just decided they didn't work as a couple or everyone's gay now. And then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just run with that. Yeah. Everyone's gay now. So, yeah. So it's just something that I've noticed, but I feel like now, especially because of the people that I read in fan fiction, um, I don't see a lot of like May bashing or even or even like, you know, any other character bashing, you know, mm. so which is nice. It, I appreciate that. <laughs> nice progression. Yeah. So uh, back on where the Avatar is, uh, Katara is trying to heal him and she's like keeping up with that. And like her dad comes over and he's like, hi, Egg. And he's like, hi. And Katara's like, ew, dad, go away. <laughs> <laughs> like she's such a teenager. Right. <laughs> When um when I was first watching this, it caught me a little off guard. I'm like, don't you haven't seen your dad in so long? Like, why are you being so mean to him? Yeah. And even when Aang asked her, "Are you mad at your dad or something?" She's like, "No, like we're completely fine. Like, yeah. what makes you ask that?" It's like, oh, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little attitude you, you just kind of just gave him. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I I think obviously we learn later on that it's like something that she's like internally dealing with. Right. But I think it's also just like. Dad, I'm with my crush. Don't bother me. Like, I think it's also that. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, can we also just, like, talk about the fact that Katara, like, literally brought Aang back to, like, life? Yeah. She she just, like, no issue. No biggie. She just brought someone back from the dead. Okay. <laughs> if Katara wanted to. Yeah. She could start a whole hospital or whatever. Or, like, some type of... um healing uh healing class or something like mm-hmm. that and be like her whole thing could just be i brought the avatar back to life <laughs> that's so, like her qualification that's her qualification no no studies in medicine no degree no nothing i brought the avatar back from the dead <laughs> i know my shit learn from me it's just a 50 dollar fee and then plus extra yeah <laughs> yeah know, she could do that if she wanted to it's like um do you know parks and recreation uh, one of the characters in Parks and Recreation is like some. He's at like a fair, I think, and the guy is like, "Oh, you can't do that. You have to have a permit." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Here's my permit." And he opens the paper and it says, "I can do whatever I want, Ron." Uh, <laughs> and the guy's like, "All right," because he's that kind of character. He just right. knows what he's doing, and so that's what I thought of when you said that. I mean, Katara could do that. If she, she wanted. She could. To. She could do, yeah. She's like, I'm Katara. There's no need for anything else. But <laughs> but then you're going to have, like, the naysayers, like, people from the Northern Water tribe be like, she used spirit water. She's a fraud. <laughs> you know? You're <laughs> 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 good. You have those. I mean, definitely. That mm-hmm. is kind of the weird caveat. Mm-hmm. But um, even so, like, once the spirit water was gone, it, she, she still healed him. She like, st- you know? Yeah. Yeah, so like she she basically is healing him and he remembers what happens. Um he remembers that he failed, he remembers like what happened in Ba Sing Se, and he kind of gets really like emo about it and he's like, No, I have to be the one to like save everyone. It's all up to me. It's like, okay, Ang, you this whole time we've been learning about the power of friendship, but I guess if you wanna take this on yourself, that's cool. Uh <laughs> He remembers um, basically what happened and he's dealing with that, that he kind of failed at a crucial moment. And um, and so he's kind of upset about that. Um, 
then Azula and Zuko get back to the Fire Nation and Lee and Lo basically like give a speech about what happened, how like Ba Sing Se fell and like they're completely overrun by the Fire Nation. Um, that's some real, real dictator energy right there. Yeah. That's some real, that's just the imagery is very like, okay, I guess we're going there. All right. <laughs> yeah. And just, and just the, uh, showing the soldiers marching into Bossing Say and all the, all the characters that we, we got to know a little bit, like the tea shop owner mm-hmm. and, um, the people with the baby, the people with the baby. You oh, can Hope even see, crying. uh, you can even see Jin in, in the background. In the yeah. shop. Yeah. 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 Hope is crying. The baby. I, I see. I see what they did there with the crying baby. It says mm-hmm. her name is Hope. Hope is crying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Um. Yeah. And basically, they they bring Azula out and they say, "And Azula found Zuko mm-hmm. as if he were lost." Um. And they basically say that Zuko like completed his mission. He killed the Avatar, and Zuko comes back to a roaring crowd that loves him. But you can tell that he's like, oh, this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> this was a bad idea. But he uh, he, but looks he looks like that. Good. Yeah, he does he look good. good. With his hair pulled back and everything. Mm-hmm. He looks like this is a bad idea. But it's kind of like we don't see it until he speaks with Iroh. Mm-hmm. It's not this episode, right? He speaks with Iroh in the next episode. I believe so, yeah. Um. I so, I, so I'll get to that when we get yeah. there. But yeah, he's uh, the crowd is loving him. And then he's just a little anxious. And Azula's like, what's your problem, dude? And he's just like, I haven't seen dad in three years. And last time I saw him, he kind of burned my face. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to see me. Um, And Azula, ah, oh, I fucking love Azula. Yeah. And she's just like how, well, you're a hero now. And the Avatar is dead. Like, that's the whole reason why you was banished and blah, blah, blah. And... She sees that Zuko has some doubt in his face that mm-hmm. the Avatar is dead. And she's just like, unless he could miraculously survive <laughs> and, you know, get the flashback. Yeah. And Zuko's just like, no, he couldn't. And so it's like, you bullshitter. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to lie to me? All right. I got you. And yeah. Then- Azula, Azula is, is so clever in mm-hmm. these next few episodes, the way that she handles that. Because... I believe until she saw Zuko, she thought the Avatar was dead. Yeah. Like, she killed him. She had no reason to doubt it. Yeah, and so I think that instead of freaking out, I think she's very clever in what she does. hmm Yeah, you can really see how cunning and clever Azula is. Because you know that she's planning something, you just don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Also, turtle ducks. Yes. Turtle ducks. I love turtle ducks. <laughs> turtle ducks. Um, meanwhile, on Angship. Uh, we find out about like what happened with everything. Like Aang hears about what happened at Ba Sing Se. The Earth King literally just said bye. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I understand that he it was not really prepared for an invasion. And I understand that he doesn't really do much. He was a puppet king, you know, so he doesn't really know how to run a country. I understand that. Um, he probably doesn't know like where the files are, let alone how to run the country. However, he's still the king. Right. And he's just like, you know what? Nah, I'm just going to go. Bye. Like, he just leaves. You can't do that. You're the king. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. It, it makes sense that a bunch of 12-year-olds have to save your world when this is how your king acts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like you said, he, he's, he was just a, a figurehead. Like, he didn't. Yeah, but this could have been his moment. 
This could have been his moment to step up and take care of his kingdom and actually do something for the first time in decades and 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 bring power and prestige back to the the earth kingdom throne and instead he's just like no nah, bye <laughs> i mean they all can't be boomer yeah you know? they really can't they really can't <laughs> we don't see him after this like that was the last time we yeah, saw i know him. he's just off exploring the world i guess but like like that wasn't ever explained like if he ever came back to the throne like, is it ever explained in cora like mm-mm. or i assume it's a new it's a new king I mean, we assume that he came back, but like it was never directly said. Yeah, but, but in in Korra, I assume that whoever's on the throne is a new king. It's not this one because it's been like seventy years. He'd be really old. Oh, and Korra is the queen. Oh, fun. Yeah, fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but but even so, you gotta love Sokka's optimism. Mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, everything's gone to shit, and everyone thinks you're dead, but it's amazing. Everything's great. Isn't it wonderful? Everyone thinks you're dead. <laughs> you're our secret weapon. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's pretty damn clever. It like, is. I, everyone, like, th- this episode is just me going, like, wow, these kids are so smart. Wow, these kids are so smart. Because they are. Like, I mean, Sokka definitely knows what he's doing by kind of keeping Aang a secret mm-hmm. because. While the day of the Black Sun invasion is is a really good plan, having Aang as like a surprise, surprise, bitch, thought you seen the last of me, <laughs> um, is a really good move. It's mm-hmm. a really good move. While they're riding along, they come across like another Fire Nation ship and um, they they come on and Bato and Hakoda are like, oh, yeah, like we have these like, you know, um, we have this like, mission. We have to go this way. And the guy's like, oh, no one ever tells me anything. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, it's nice to see that even in a made up world, bureaucracy still exists. (laughs) (laughs) Government is still ridiculous Mm -hmm. and everything still has red tape and hundreds of forms. I love that. Gotta love that. (laughs) But then one of the guards is like, "Um, that general's been on vacation. They're lying. And he's like, oh, they're lying. (laughs) Sink the ship. Yeah. And then Katara and Toph literally are so powerful they're so crazy powerful and they just like nope not today and they just completely like destroy that other ship and get out of there and it's so so cool to watch especially because this is really the first time we're seeing um toff like metal bend really aside Mm. from like what happened last season and um so it's so cool it's so cool to really see how effortlessly she and katara work together yeah to um protect everyone she breaks the the bridge that they got. Mm-hmm. Katara pushes the other ship away. They go, um, and the whole time as they're they're fighting the other ship, Aang is just like, "I gotta get out there. I gotta help." And Sokka's just like, "What part of secret weapon, sec- a, a secret that you're alive? Don't you understand? Yeah. Like, do you, do you want us to fail? Like, hello. Yeah. And he literally, Aang <laughs> just keeps keeps trying to go. Yeah. Um. And I, I love, uh, this is the first time I actually noticed, I love the little tiny detail of the Duke um, guiding Toph where to shoot the rocks. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. That's cool. I, I didn't notice either until watching it mm-hmm. again. I was like, oh, because I, w- I was always thinking, like, how does Toph know where to aim? Yeah, because she's on water. Right. Like, maybe I, I just assume maybe she was using her ears and, like, pinpointing that way. But you see the Duke, um, like, just guiding her a little. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, mm-hmm. you got to love that. Yeah, 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 you gotta, you gotta love, love that. 
the um you got I just love that while Toph's disability is never really seen as a hindrance to her, you gotta love the realistic like moments of other people helping her because of her disability. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. I really like that. Yeah. You know? Um but Aang is, is just so frustrated because he's always the first one out, the first one to help, the first one to fight. That's who he is as a person. So for Sokka to tell him, like, oh, you can't do anything, it's probably really annoying and yeah. really frustrating for him. And when they go out to get food and, and Sokka tells him, like, oh, you have to cover your arrow. He's like, no, I don't ever want to cover my arrow. Like, I want to wear it proudly. I'm not ashamed who I am of who I am. And you can see how it's how it's bothering him to kind of hide who he is mm-hmm. um and Katara's like you know ang it's, it's okay like i understand you're frustrated he's like no i failed i have to do this myself you know who cares about friendship you know and, and i have to fight the fire lord by myself it's all up to me and then the best transition i've ever seen oh my god mm. he goes i have to regain my honor and then it slides over to Zuko and I died. Let me tell you, I died. Yeah. I loved that transition. Oh my God, that was Chef's kiss. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, like I tell you, I oh man, I dude. Yeah. Dude, that yeah. was such a good transition. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it was it was beautiful. It's a great transition. And um and it really again, like Zuko and Aang are kind of connected this way of them trying to regain their um autonomy and their power and their honor and zuko is kind of scoping out the prison because he wants to visit uncle iroh oh wait, no not yet um after that transition he goes to meet his dad for the first time in three years. oh that's right i'm sorry yeah that's right I'm, I'm skipping ahead you're absolutely right and okay yes 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 because i okay so yes he goes to see his father and um it's very scary mm-hmm. <laughs> And his dad is like, you've been away a long time, Zuko. And I was like, yeah. And whose fault is that? <laughs> it wasn't like he went out to the store to get milk. Right. You sent him away. You banished him. Why do you think he's been away so long? And this is where we learned that Azula gave Zuko all the credit. For killing the Avatar. For killing yep. the Avatar. And the scene of... Zuko going to, I'm not, I'm like skipping Ozai's part because all he did was just like, you did great, my son, blah, blah, blah. I'm so proud of you. You're home now, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, who like cares? That. Yeah. The scene of Zuko going to Azula's room mm-hmm. saying, why did you do it? And Zula's like, she's sleeping. Yeah. She is such a bad bitch. She is sleeping. And she's just like, you got to be a little bit more suspicious than that. And it's like, why did you give me the credit? The thing that is so oh calculated about Azula is that she doesn't leave you guessing because yeah. she knows she has all the power. So yeah. she she will, she will put all her cards on the table knowing that she has the best deck. Mm-hmm. So she, she so Zuko says, "I'm gonna figure out why did you do it. I'm going to figure out." And Zula is like, "You don't have to figure out because you know who's to say that? Oh, if the Avatar isn't dead, all that glory would turn into shame." Now, why would I want to do? She ju- she just tells him. Yeah. Don't guess. This is why. Because yeah. if Ang is really alive, instead of me being shameful, it's on you. Yeah. Bro, no. 
She is so smart. She is so calculated. It's just, they, they wrote her so well. She's yeah. probably my favorite character in she, the entire series. What's crazy is that she wins either way. Either way. If, if the Avatar really is dead and she gave Zuko the credit, well, who cares? She still has all the credit for Ba Sing Se, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, now her father, you know, is, is even more grateful that she brought Zuko back because she brought him back a hero. Mm-hmm. But if Zuko, but if the Avatar is still alive, Zuko gets all the shame, but she still looks good because she got bossing Sing Se and she brought back the traitor. So she wins no matter what. Mm. She wins no matter what. Mm. So smart. Um, also, it's kind of weird that she like gets up out of bed, walks around Zuko and then gets back into bed. <laughs> I was like, okay. Is it the mind games? Yeah, I guess so. Mind games. However, I will just say when Zuko like storms into her bedroom and then he leaves, uh, he, I was triggered. I was triggered. He left the door open. <laughs> I was triggered as a sibling myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leaving the door open after you go in, after you leave your sibling's room should be a class one felony. It is ridiculous. It is despicable. You close that door. Yeah, my sister feels the same way. That's why I always close the door. When yeah, when he didn't close the door, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Triggered. Um, the audacity. The audacity. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it is. It's so brilliant. She's so smart. And um, like you said, she, she just she's always like three steps ahead of you. And she's not afraid to tell you her plan because she knows that no matter what option is true, she wins. You know? Yeah. Um, so basically, um, Hakoda goes up to Katar and he's like, why are you like, so like in a mood lately? Like you're acting really weird and I don't know why. And she's like, well, Aang just left. Aang is gone. He flew away. Um, he just got on his, uh, his glider and he's gone. And he's like, yeah, but are you upset about that? And she basically says that like, while she is upset that Aang left, the reason that she's been so, like, hostile towards her father is because she's angry and upset that he left mm-hmm. all those years ago. And she, you know, she understands why he had to leave, but she still hates that he did leave. And, and you know, she never got to process those emotions. Get these kids some therapy, please. Like, I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but she she basically was so mad at her father because she was so sad and scared and angry. And that just kind of has been bubbling and growing inside her for like three ish years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now her father's back and it's like, I'm a different person now. Like I'm not your, your, your little baby daughter anymore. Like, and, and you missed that and it's not your fault, but it is your fault, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's sad. It's a sad scene. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that, Anyone who has a parent, you know, like in the military or something kind of understands how that feels. Mm. You know, it's tough because you understand that they are doing something that they have to do. But like, you know, they're still leaving. Yeah. And and essentially they have to, like you said, they have to leave to protect you. Mm -hmm. But it's also damaging because they're not around Mm -hmm. to help raise you and see you grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Double-edged sword. Yeah. But they they hug it out and and it's clear that they're going to be like working on yeah. that with each other. Um. So yeah, so Ang basically left the ship and he is like, "I'm gonna fight the Fire Lord myself right now. I'm literally in the process of healing, but I'm gonna do it right now." 
and he is uh, flying and he basically loses his energy and he crashes into the water and he's like floating along and uh like roku and yue come to him Mm -hmm. basically and roku says like hey i'm sorry but you know that that i left this mess for you and we're like yeah gee thanks roku thank you for being a for being a jerk and uh and not doing your job and choking at the final second. Now Aang <laughs> has to deal with this mess that you left. I mean, it's not even like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cho- choke in two ways. He choked because he actually died. Yeah. He but he choked because, you know, as we later see uh, later down uh, the book, that he didn't pull the trigger when he should have. Yeah. He should have killed um Sozin. And that would have been that. Mm-hmm. But no, he had to be a little lenient. It's like, because we were buddies when we were in kindergarten, I'm going to let you slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So thanks, Roku. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Uh, and, and Yue comes down looking beautiful as ever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Aang, you have to go back to your friends. You can't do this alone. Let me help you. And she basically makes this like huge wave and yeah. he like surfs. And <laughs> it's a cool scene. Yeah. I uh I want I want more of Yue. I wish that they gave more. Maybe like some type of closure for Sokka. Yeah. Would have been nice. I mean, but. yeah. You know, I mean I guess one could argue that like uh the closure was in the uh the serpent's past when he basically realizes that he uh can't treat Suki the same way that he treated Yue. Mm. I mean maybe. But unfortunately some things you can't get closure on. Right. You know. Um so yeah, so Aang ends up on a uh like on this little island basically and it's the island we learn later, we learn later that it's the island that Roku um died on. Mm-hmm. We don't know that yet. Um but his his glider is like destroyed basically and he is like I have to be kept a secret. Sokka was right and so he leaves his glider there. And it burns up in the fire. And just the symbolism of that, right. you know, is pretty powerful because that's the last, it's the last kind of piece of Aang's heritage, of Aang's people. And now it's gone. You know, it's burned by fire, yeah. just like mm. his people were. And, um, and you know, it, it's Aang kind of giving up that part of his past to become something else. It's the start of this whole theme that I've noticed of Aang being a phoenix. Um, yeah, this idea of Aang kind of leaving his old life and leaving his old, you know, you know, things and, and his old ways of thinking and becoming someone new. Right. You know, becoming, rising from the ashes like a phoenix. Like um, a phoenix, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm going to be on the lookout for that a little bit too. Those like little um, things about fire and flame with Aang. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's how the first episode ends. Yeah. They realize they got to stick together and go forward. Yep. So episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in the Fire Nation now. It's it's Sokka, Katara, Aang, and Toph. The other people basically are like, they split and they're like, we'll see you later, you know? Mm. (laughs) 
so they're going to meet them all back up again on the day of the Black Sun. Um, so it's just the four main cast again. And they're in the Fire Nation. And um, Sokka is very, you know, nervous and cautious. Because he's <laughs> like, we're in the Fire Nation. Everyone's an enemy. These are enemy birds. This I'm going to say something that is probably not going to age well, but I don't care. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. What's that? <laughs> it's from a TikTok. <laughs> oh. Uh, TikTok. Yeah, it's from a TikTok. So okay. that'll age. <laughs> it will age beautifully. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, uh, <laughs> um, they're like, well, we have to blend in. We're in the Fire Nation now. Um, and so they, they steal a bunch of clothes. And can I just say, like, Fire Nation fashion is so good. Yeah. They all look so good. They look so good in their Fire Nation clothes. <laughs> so good. I will say it's kind of fun because even though they are in Fire Nation colors and the cut is a little bit different, it's still the same type of clothing. You know, like, they all still kind of wear what they were wearing before. Like, Aang wears, like, a short sleeve shirt over a long sleeve shirt and, like, kind of puffy pants Sokka wears like a, sh- a sleeveless tunic kind of thing. Um, Toph wears like, you know, the like robe over the pants with like this thing in her hair. And Guitar wears like the skirt over pants like she had before. So even though, you know, they're in Fire Nation clothes, they still kind of look like themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and I like that. They look so good, though. Ah, so good. I love Fire Nation fashion. It's so good. And Katara showing a little midriff there. Yeah, when she's was- like, listen, I got a cute body. I'm going to show it off. Good for you, Katara. When I was a kid and Aang was just like, wow. I was like, wow, too. I was like, <laughs> look at her showing her stomach. I don't know why that was so big for me as a kid. I was like, ooh, you're showing your stomach? Ooh. <laughs> Getting a little spicy there, aren't you? Maybe because like she doesn't. like it's mm. You know, like in the Fire Nation, girls show their stomach all the time. I imagine probably because of the heat. Mm. But, oh, uh, you yeah. know. That makes sense. Yeah. Like Ty Lee wow. bears her midriff. Um, <clears throat> later on, we see like Azula and May do it. So like it's probably just part of the fashion. But like for Katara, she's never really done that. So it's like, ooh. Ooh, la la. <laughs> Spicy. So um, they go into town. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aang is using old lingo. Yeah. Old hot man. Hot man. I like how the guy is just like, when he's like, hello, my good hot man. He's like, hello, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what year were you born, kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, basically, the gang goes to get food, but Aang is a vegetarian, so he stays put. He's like, I'll just go get something out of the garbage. Good on you, Aang. Not- like, aw. <laughs> See, he doesn't have too much. He's an avatar, but he will go dumpster diving. Yeah, he he's, do humble. It. he's humble. He's uh, humble. Turns out, though, that the, the outfit that he's wearing is a school uniform. Mm. So he gets thrown into a Fire Nation school. And, uh, <laughs> and something that I just love is, is Egg makes friends wherever he goes. He is so good. And I've said this before in like earlier episodes, he's so good at just interacting with people and connecting with people. Like he makes friends on his first day with Anji and like some of the other kids. And, you know, it's just so sweet that Egg is just even though these kids are Fire Nation and therefore the enemy, mm-hmm. he never treats them like that. He is so open to like talking to them and learning from them. And and he sees the value in going to a Fire Nation school. Like he's just so, I think, open and optimistic. And I just love that about Aang. Yeah. Um, I love that, that 
he when he gets back to the cave Sokka's like you can't go back to school like that's such a bad idea <laughs> and Aang's like well they were gonna teach me about a secret river and Sokka's like well I do like secret rivers <laughs> okay you can go <laughs> I'll allow it yeah and they're like you're in school like it's just so funny the the shenanigans that like, these you're kids in get into what you got to do what yeah <laughs> After what? He's like, after he's, he's like, after what? <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, I look so cute with hair. I just, he looks so cute with hair. Yeah, for someone that has been asleep for so long, like, he got a nice hairline going on. I was like, oh, it must yeah. be nice. Yeah. To, like, let your hair grow out and still have a nice, a decent hairline. <laughs> Not crooked or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the flip side, on Zuko's side, we see him uh, attempt. To visit Iroh first. Yeah. He didn't fully commit, but he went. And then the guard was like, who's there? And then he turned around. He yeah. Like, I'll come back another time. Um, but then he's able to get through. He's then basically he like, I wasn't here. You didn't see me. And he proceeds to just yell at Iroh because Iroh won't talk to him. It's like, this is all your fault. You know, if you had just been on our side, you would have came back a hero just like me. Mm-hmm. But no, just stay here and rot. Yeah. It it seems a lot like Zuko is trying to convince himself mm-hmm. rather than convince Iroh. Of course. Um, and I think Iroh knew that. So, like, okay. So, the the meta reason that Iroh does not talk in these few episodes is because they didn't have a voice actor for him. Mm. Because Mako had passed away. So, like, that's why Iroh doesn't talk. But I think in context, in the show, I think the reason that Iroh doesn't talk is because he wants Zuko to come to the realization himself. He doesn't want to tell Zuko you were wrong. He wants Zuko to be like, oh, I was wrong. And even though it hurts Iroh to stay silent, I think he understands that he has to. Right. So like, obviously there's like a real reason why Iroh can't talk, but there's also like a a meta reason why he he can't talk or an in-meta reason. So that's good writing when, when you can take a uh outside of the story issue and make it work in story that's good writing you know because obviously they didn't expect mako to pass away so they had to come up with something real quick (laughs) yeah and silence this silence spoke volumes it did it really really did yeah um yeah so basically ang goes back to the fire nation school and he Sticks out the poor thing. He likes to dance. He is like, actually, it wasn't a battle. It was a genocide of the air nomad people. All the kids' reactions. You can... I don't know if they were shocked to hear that the great Fire Lord Sozin did something so terrible. Or they were shocked that, like, this kid said something like that. I think it's both. Both? I think it's both. Well, because it's very clear that, like... The Fire Nation school is meant to be like an indoctrination center. Mm-hmm. Like the best way to, uh, you know, it's, it's it's easy to indoctrinate children as opposed to adults. So you got to start them young. So like, you know, the whole like they uh, they pledge allegiance to the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. That uh, hit kind of hard <laughs> as an American. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably a mix of both that they've been taught from such a young age to accept everything that they read and hear as fact. 
So the fact that Aang is number one speaking up in general and speaking up against what they've learned is probably really shocking to them. Mm. And that's that's the seeds of revolution. There it is. Um, yeah, but he's also like so cute. Like he like wants to dance when he plays the zungi horn. And like the guy's like, you may march in place. And he's like, gotcha. That's boring. <laughs> and it's so real how after all that, Aang goes out to, I, I guess, what would be like the courtyard, yeah. the playground, whatever. And everyone is whispering around him. It's like, did you see the way he moved? Yeah, that's the weird kid. Yeah. And he just kind of just like, just walks. He's just like, okay. Like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really real. Being being a kid, and if you do something different, people are talking about you. And like, stuff like that, it, it makes you curl up in your shell. It's just like, oh, maybe not. But I felt this watching as a kid. Watching how Aang just didn't care. Yeah. It's like, they're talking about me. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. For me, that resonated, and it it uh impacted my decisions as a kid, because mm-hmm. I was a little out there and weird. Like I was really quiet, but I danced and blah blah blah. Um, so weird. Like the thing that people were saying about me is like, because I always hang hanged out with girls. Oh, so it was like, oh, is he gay? Blah blah yada yada. Which today doesn't make sense. It's like, well, I'm a guy, of course I'm gonna hang out with girls. You yeah, know? <laughs> but um. Watching Aang just, like, not care made me not care. I was like, yeah, go go ahead and talk about me. And I, I kind of kept that mindset going forward. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, so great. I really like that they showed that. Yeah. I mean, Aang is, is so confident and self-assured. He never, ever, ever, I think, questions who he is and what he is about and what he likes and what he doesn't. And I think it's because of how he was raised. I think the Air Nomads raised him to be so confident in himself mm-hmm. and to kind of know who he is. I mean, you can't be a spiritual master at like 11 or 12 without knowing and having a true sense of who you are as a person. And so I think that just carries over. I think Ang doesn't need to be embarrassed about who he is because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. He, right. He's proud of who he is and he's proud of his, of his, you know, movements and the way he talks and the way he thinks. Like those are all good things, you know? And it even made me want to... St- it made me even want to stand up for other kids. Yeah. I hope that like it, it impacted other kids at the I, time, I, too. I think it did. I, I would hope it did, you know? Mm. But I think that's wonderful that the show kind of helped you gain a little bit of self-confidence and, and empathy towards other people. I think that's wonderful. Aw. And then we get the jock. Yeah. You're talking to my, my what's her name? Anji. My Anji. <laughs> and Angus is like, yeah, I'm just going to show her um, some dance moves. I was like, what? <laughs> excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> But I love that, like, he goes to, like, punch Egg, and Egg is just, nope, and he's just dodging and weaving out of the way. Like, Egg is such a boss. He's mm. such a badass. Like, yeah. he wins that fight without throwing a single punch. And he knows. He knows that he's winning the fight. Like, mm. he's just so good. Oh, I love it. It's kind of like a Jackie Chan moment. Yeah. Just keep on Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. Yep. Um, and, but, but regardless, he gets in trouble, mm. and the teacher is like, I want to have a meeting with your parents. Things like my parents. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to uh the absolute hilarity that is Wangfire and his wife. Sapphire. Sapphire Fire. Fire. <laughs> Were you just in tears the first time you I saw was it? in tears. I was hysterical. It was so <laughs> funny to me. Um because not only is that like absolutely ridiculously funny, um, but 
like who i'm sorry but you're telling me that you look at a girl like Katara and you're like ah yes this is an adult pregnant woman like she's 14 like I at fourteen did not look at all like an adult. Mm-hmm. Like so, I uh, <laughs> like this guy is so stupid. They probably weren't paying attention. Like it's so funny. Like he just believes that. Not only that, but like no offense, but like Katara and Sokka are clearly several skin tones darker than A. <laughs> like like they are both like dark skinned, and he's like very pale, and it's like ah oh, yeah, this makes. Perfect sense. I mean, I'm sure adoption exists, but right. also like. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Your son was in a fight. <gasps> that doesn't sound like our Kuzan. <laughs> Young man, when we get home, you're going to get the punishment of a lifetime. It's like, That's what I like to hear. <laughs> That's so it's so funny to me. I love it. I love it. It's so funny. Um, also, I think it's really sweet that Aggie calls himself Kuzan after yeah. his friend. Um, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, it's so funny. And then later on, they're like, Sokka, you can take off the beard. And he's like, no, I like it. It's on my face forever now. <laughs> oh, so funny. And then, um, back to our favorite emo couple. Yep. Hating. Our favorite goth, goth couple. Uh, I l- hate the color orange. It makes me want to barf. <laughs> I love it when you hate the world. But I don't hate you. I don't hate you too. <laughs> and Azula just comes in and she's like uh, Zuko can I have a minute with you and, and he's like no in fact I'm gonna kiss her again and in front of go- you <laughs> they're li- literally every high school couple cause like oh my God. high school couples don't care that people can see them kissing they will just make out it's no big deal uh, PDA on a thousand <laughs> yeah dude yeah <laughs> oh May I think Ty Lee needs her needs your help uh, fixing her hair or whatever Sounds serious. Gets up. And this is where the seeds are implanted. Yeah. Showing that um, May isn't comp- yeah, May. May isn't completely under Azula's thumb. Mm-hmm. Like we see that. We see the little. Yeah. Yeah. Because she like, you know, is, is a little. She's like, oh, you're here. Whatever. I'm still going to kiss my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I got I love Zuko and May. They're just like, <laughs> I hate everything, but I don't hate you. Yeah, like that's kind of sweet. Oh, sweet. <laughs> In a funny way. Um, and this is like one of the few moments where Azula, that you can't, this is a moment where you can't question her gen- genuosity. Like, I, I, the warning that she gives Zuko, I believe that she was 100% genuine. Like, she was oh, actually oh. Okay. looking out for him. Oh, she was being genuine. Okay, mm. yeah, yeah. Did I pronounce it wrong? Gen- genuosity? Genuine. Yeah, uh, I think the word would be like genuineness, maybe? Genuineness. Yeah. I was a I was an English major. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, I was an English minor. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I think actually this is a moment of like just honest feelings that she's like, I don't want you to get in trouble with father. Like, I don't want that because I think Azula, while she I think wouldn't mind if Zuko was out of the picture, I think she definitely sees the benefit of having him around and i'm sure part of her is like well you know i missed having you around Mm. you know like you're my brother at the end of the day um so yeah so i think you're right i think that is a moment of her genuinely being like you gotta get your shit together zuko like (laughs) like if i found out that you're visiting iroh who else is gonna find out yeah so just be careful watch your back because zuko zuko does not have a good poker face he really doesn't no he does not yeah 
um so Zuko basically ignores all of that and goes back to see Uncle Iroh. Uh, it's like, okay, I guess you don't want to listen to any advice. Um, but something really, really cool about this scene is when Zuko is is yelling at Iroh, basically saying, like, I need your help. Like, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. The camera angles make it look like Zuko is the one in jail. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice some that. of the camera angles. And I believe it happens in the next episode when he goes to see Iroh, especially I think when um, Iroh stops, uh, starts talking again, they discuss like Duco's uh, heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I just noticed it for like a second or two. One of the shots makes it look like Zuko's the one in jail. Oh, that is so cool. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's more prominent in, in like later episodes, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice catch. Thank you. Yeah. It's all about that framing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he basically is like, well, if you won't help me, I'm going to figure out something myself. So he leaves and it cuts back to the cave where uh, Aang is like, I'm going to have a dance party. <laughs> I'm literally the avatar. Everyone thinks I'm dead. We're all fugitives in general. Uh, dancing is basically illegal, but I'm going to throw a secret dance party. <laughs> Footloose, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I was about to say it's Footloose. This episode is Footloose. Basically. <laughs> I uh, love that you caught that. I, I like I like the I like the little the speech that Aang gives. Well, not, not even a speech, but his explanation. He just says, well, this is the future of the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. We the same mentality of you got to start young. On the Fire Nation side, it's like, we got to brainwash these kids young. Mm-hmm. On Aang's side, it's like, if they're the future, we got to liberate them young. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, And basically, he just teaches them a bunch of, like, ancient Fire Nation dances. And these kids really respond to that. They're like, yeah, and they start having a dance party. And it's awesome. And everybody's having fun. And they're expressing themselves. And then Aang and Katara dance. Soongi Horn got us falling in love again. <laughs> oh, that's a meme? No, I just I just made that up to be funny. Oh. You know, like the DJ got us falling. Horn. <laughs> that's funny. That'll be the next hot meme. <laughs> it could be. Uh, once this podcast comes out, that's that's gonna be a meme. People's yeah. gonna Zungi Horn got us falling in love again. People's gonna run with it. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's great. Like um Ang and Katara basically like just dance together and I don't know like where they found the time to practice that dance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just um whatchamacallit, uh battle training thing. Oh, okay. Because when he whispered in her ear, I he probably like, let's do one of our exercises. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they're flipping all over the place and being super cool and like and they just dance and it's cute and they're like in love and it's cute. See, this is the episode I was talking about. I forgot which episode I mentioned it, but the eyes. Oh, the eyes thing. Oh, that was the episode with Zuko um, in Ba Sing Se when he went on the date with Jen. Yes. So Katara's eyes here. When, oh, and Aang was so smooth. He was like, just take my hand. Takes her hand. They go. And she's like, Aang, everyone is staring at us. And he's like, don't worry about them. It's just you and me right now. Ah. Woo. And Katara's eyes, when they, like, go to her, Katara's like, all right. All right. This is what you want? Okay, yeah. bet. Woo, man. Hey, <laughs> if you don't get there, I'm telling you, man. I know you're 12, but. <laughs> Ooh. 
Jesus, Louise. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, this is one of the reasons that I that I do ship Ang and Katara mm. because. Aang really lets Katara, like, let loose and have fun and be a kid and, like, you know, express herself in, in a way that she's not used to. And I really like that about that. He lets her kind of be free, and I, and I appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Um, flamey oh hot man. I love that. <laughs> uh, we should start saying that. flamey oh hot man. flamey <laughs> Um, There's, like, there was this, like, post on Tumblr where... Uh, Aang uh, tries to, uh, basically, when Zuko is the Fire Lord, he tries to get that, like, slag to come back. And Zuko's like, that's not real slag. No one <laughs> says that. And Iroh's like, actually hot, man, it is. <laughs> like, Iroh joins Aang. <laughs> just like, it was a cute little post. That's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, they have a party. It gets broken up by the police, by the cops, uh, <laughs> by the fuzz. <laughs> yeah, and basically all the kids... Um, help Aang and they basically kind of keep the cops off his tail because he showed them to how to have fun and how to you know embrace their culture and everything which is so valuable that mm. they literally like risk getting in a lot of trouble to save him and his friends and that's so sweet yeah they um he really made an impact on those kids yeah you know uh, he probably scarred one that last kid when they earth bended the the that section closed. Yeah. His reaction was like, what? <laughs> like, what, what, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, when that happened, I couldn't help but think about um, that post that you was telling me about, about uh, that, that thing that someone did on Tumblr or whatever. They were saying, they did an explanation of like, imagine if this was in real life of oh yeah Zuko yeah being like fighting jet and everything uh-huh. yeah it's like that kid was vladimir putman's son and yeah yeah <laughs> i couldn't help but think of like you know kuzan yeah kuzan <laughs> he was the fucking star. like could you imagine <laughs> but that is probably a thing like this kid rolls into town for like three days he's there for three days he completely dismantles the education system Throws a secret dance party and then books it. Oh, that kid was the avatar. <laughs> like, yo, you remember Kuzan? What a kid. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Yeah. I, you're absolutely right. That is so true. Like, oh, man, the stories that must, like, follow these people. Told, right? yeah. I like how that one kid was doing the sprinkler. It was yeah. Like, All my inhibitions have just gone away. Yeah. <laughs> man, it's a good episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, okay, um, so then the episode ends with Zuko kind of going into, like, the underbelly of the Fire Nation, and he finds this guy, and he's like, I need you to kill the Avatar, um, and he gets an assassin, he gets Combustion Man, who mm-hmm. we will kind of meet later, um, Zuko, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> he wasn't thinking. He... I know, I love that Zuko's like, ah, you know what's a logical thing to do? get an assassin perfect that's so brilliant that won't be an issue at all like he's just we we we, we know that that's a, a character flaw of his he doesn't think shit through no not at all not at all okay so he immediately panics and then he's like an assassin is the most logical course of action so i wasn't sure which episode it was that we um we see combustion man so it's this one so I wanted to mention when when he sees Iroh again and like he freaks out mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, I'll just figure it out on my own. He leaves and Iroh cries. 
at first I thought Iroh was crying because of Zuko's words, like hurting his feelings. Yeah. But now I know that Iroh is crying because in the beginning when Zuko is just all like, you know, I'm so confused. Like, I got everything that I ever wanted, but it's not how I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's about to say, I made a mistake. Like, yeah. let's do something different. But no, he, he does a complete opposite. He goes, the Avatar's still out there. Help, uh, help me how I should handle this um, uncle. And Iroh, Iroh was probably thinking at first, maybe. Probably thinking at first, like, oh, he sees the error of his ways early. Yeah. Like, thank God. But then when he's like, Help me find an avatar. That probably crushed him. It's like, damn, like you really lost your way, dude. Yeah. So, I I thought I thought that was uh that was interesting. Yeah, and I mean, as we see at the very end, you know, Ira was always worried. He was always worried. He was always concerned about Zuko. He never, for a second, like hated Zuko mm-hmm. or was really mad at him. You know, um, which I think is is the mark of a someone who really cares about you. You know. Right. Um. So yeah, so that's how the episode ends. Uh, and then and gets a little kiss on the cheek. He does. He does get a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, my man. <laughs> okay, so on to episode three, the painted lady. The painted lady. Yeah. I love how I love how for the rest of this season, whenever the gang shows up somewhere and people are like, "Who are you?" Because you're obviously like different. They're like, "Oh, we're from the colonies." <laughs> people just run with it. They're like, "Okay, whatever. Yeah, cool, <laughs> cool, whatever." Colonials, huh? Yeah, ah, cool. <laughs> I just think that's like funny that they just are able to say that with no like questioning. Like, where in the colonies? Doesn't matter. When when Aang was, like, swimming in all that gunk. Yeah. And then he gets on top of Alpha and, like, blows the gunk off him. I was like, whoa, what a dick move. <laughs> Just blow it on everybody. I mean, he cleans them after, but still. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they're traveling along this river, and it's very, very polluted. Mm-hmm. And they come across this itty-bitty, like, fishing village. And the people in the village are starving. They're sick. They obviously live on a polluted river because of a factory that's, like, nearby. And this is, again, I think one of the examples that it's not all black and white. It's gray. There are good people in the Fire Nation and the Fire Nation hurts its own citizens. It's not just the water and the air and the earth people that are hurt by the Fire Nation. It's also their own people. Yeah. You know, because these people are suffering, you know, and they're suffering at the hands of their own government, of their own soldiers, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, shades of gray. It's all shades of gray. Uh, and we're back to Sokka and his schedule again. <laughs> very, very well thought out. It's, yeah, it's, it's long as hell. Yeah, good color coded, which and is color-coded, nice. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, but basically, they they go to the village. They try to get food. It's all a little disgusting. I I don't know if I would have eaten any of it, but I guess if you're hungry, you gotta eat what you gotta eat. Nah, I I could go three days without. Eating that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Katara sees this little kid who has like a burn scar on him, mm. which like, uh, more, you know, um, and she basically like helps this little kid out and she kind of sees how the people are suffering and she says, fuck industrialization. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day when they're about to leave, um, Appa is sick and so they have to stay and get medicine and they learn about the town's like spirit, which is the painted lady. And she comes to them when they're in need and she helps them. And um, 
Well, Appa wasn't actually sick. No, he wasn't. We don't find that out until later, though. So that always um, confused me. I was like, how did she get Appa to play along? She probably told him. Bro was like, hey, Appa, if you uh, play along, I will give you, I don't know, like bananas or cherries or something else that you really like. Extra belly scratches or something. Appa's a good actor. He is. He is a good actor. <laughs> Sticking his tongue out all purple. Right. Um, and Momo goes and licks his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, wait. Which episode was it where they, they put the, the moss over Appa and it's like, you're just like a hill with horns. And oh, then Momo one. has his own little like <laughs> little hill as well. Is this one? Yeah. Okay. So that's cute. I like that. Mm. Um. So basically, yeah. And they find out about the painted lady and... Katar is like, I have to do something. I have to help people. I won't ever turn my back on people, you know, and Aang and Sokka are like, no, we have to go. We have to stay on schedule. Like, we can't help these people. And so in the middle of the night, we see the mysterious painted lady come and heal all of the sick people or mm-hmm. mostly heal all of the sick people. And um, and they're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, everybody's so happy in the town. They're running around. There's like better food. There's medicine. Everyone's okay. And on the third night, um, Aang sees her and he's like, hey, I, I can talk to the spirits. Want to hang out? <laughs> I know. Hey, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so cute. And um, and he realizes that it's Katara. And um, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I have to help these people. And he's like, how? And she's like, remember how Sokka said that, like, all the good stuff I was doing wouldn't last and I should really blow up the factory? I'm going to blow up the factory. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, gotta love how supportive Aang was. He was like, he, he did not question it for a second. He's like, sure, I'll help you uh, blow up a factory. Um, also just cutting back to when Sokka and Aang were talking about the spirits and they were like, ooh, making all the noise. <laughs> well, real quick, that I love the, um, the big brother, little brother aspect. They that, really do. They have dynamic. that kind of relationship. It's very sweet. When, um, when Aang sees that it's Katara, he's like, you're the painted lady, but how? I can't help but think in Aang's head, he's like. Two plus two does not equal five because <laughs> <laughs> how are you like he he probably legitimately thought for a quick second that she was actually the painted yeah, lady yeah that she's been a spirit the like, whole time, time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way he said but how like yeah. how, how how did I not notice like yeah. how how were you able to bounce back and forth <laughs> trying to calculate everything in his head like yeah <laughs> um. And she's like, well, the first night I, I didn't know anything, but then they said the painted lady. So I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. I'll be the painted lady and help these people. And Aang and Katara destroy the factory. Yeah. And uh, it ends up biting them in the butt a little bit because of the soldiers come to attack the villagers for destroying the uh, um, factory. And Sokka's like, this is why I said that we should have just left in the first place. And Katara... With all of that righteous, like, teenage intense anger that all teenage girls seem to have. Mm. I had it too. Like, I don't blame Katara. She's like, I would never, ever turn my back on people who need me. Which is such a beautiful thing to say. And it really is her calling card. Katara helps people. That is what she does. She never, ever denies anyone her help. She helps everyone no matter what. Like she, that's what she does. She's a helper. And I love that about her. Mm -hmm. And I love that she's willing to risk her own life. I love that she is 
you know, that she kind of sees the, the, the issue that like, yes, if we get rid of the Fire Lord, that will help everybody, but we need to help these people now. And I just love that about her. Mm-hmm. Because whereas Sokka kind of sees the big picture, she sees the tiny details. And I think that's a good, like, pairing together. Yeah. Um, but Sokka, he, he says, you know what? I'm on your side. I'll help you. I'm not going to abandon you. You know, you never turn your back on them, but I would never turn your back on you. Which is like, aw, siblings. That's so sweet. And then Toph shows the other end of the sibling spectrum by punching Ag in the shoulder. <laughs> That's how she shows her emotions. Yeah, her affection, yeah. But that cuts even deeper um, in, in, in many aspects. One, Sokka's reaction shows... He has a reaction of a, strat- a strategist. Yeah. Because, like, if you do A, B is going to happen. Like, yeah. it's a cause and effect. You didn't think this through. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, showing like the difference between uh, Katara and Sokka. Like Katara just acts on impulse. Sokka thinks shit out. Yeah. And also with um with Katara saying that she would never turn her back on people that need her, the hesitation that she takes before she says that, like see the twitch of her uh, eyebrow. Yeah. I couldn't help but think that she was thinking to what happened to her mom. Yeah. Because what happened? She turned her back. Not not intentionally. She was told. Um, everything will be okay. Go get your father. Yeah. She essentially turned her back on someone that needed her. Her mom oh, needed wow. her at that time. So I, I can I couldn't help but that's what she was thinking. Like, no, I I'm not doing that again. Because oh, the last wow. time I did it, my mom died. I did not even think of that. Girl, mm. that's so clever. I have my moments. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> that's that's actually like a really interesting like take and idea. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Oh man, that's so good. Um, so basically using all of, um, their like combined skills, they make the soldiers think that the painted lady is real and she's come for her vengeance. Like Sokka plays the flute, uh, Toph like makes the ground shake, Appa roars. The production value. Yeah. That's like, oh, that, that was good. That was perfect. Like timing, man. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Aang kind of helps blow her around and she uses her waterbending to like float up in the air. And um, and the uh, Fire Nation soldiers were like, "We're out of here, bye!" <laughs> so I'm like, did you hear what happened to Admiral Zhao? We're not, we're not, yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not dealing with spirits. With spirits yeah. yeah, um, and she's able to basically kick them out, and then uh, it's accidentally revealed to the villagers that she's Katara, not the real painted lady. Mm. And at first, they're like, "Hey, how could you? Like, we thought you were our spirit, like, la la la." And then Sokka's like, "Are you kidding me?" She saved your lives. Why are you mad at her? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and they are, and they change their tune, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I guess like, don't impersonate a spirit, but also thank you." <laughs> and then together they clean up the, the river. river. Something that honestly would take years to do. Mm. Like they clean that river real fast. Well, I'm sure bending helps. Yeah, but like even so, like when you pollute a river, especially one like that, I. I mean, granted, I don't know. I did not see the under uh, the underside of that river. I don't know how it looks on the floor. But like pollu- river pollution takes a long time to undo because mm. the pollution isn't just on the top of the water. It like sinks down into the sand and the plants inside the water and the fish in the water. Like it doesn't take a day. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I that's mean, true. listen, I understand it's a TV show. They got things to do. But like I was like, wow, that's really optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? 
And then at the very end of the day, the painted lady comes to Katara and says, thank you. Thank you for helping my people. Uh, I appreciate it. Like, you're a good person. Which, like, uh, where were you? Just saying. But, like, thanks. So, that... (laughs) They don't, sh- they don't explain it much in the series. Oh, no, actually they do. So I'm thinking back to, um, fuck. What was the name of the, uh, the moon spirits, the moon and the sea? Le- Two and La. Two and La. Yeah. So when, so- when they say a spirit of something, it's actually the spirit of something. Yeah. Because when, when Zhao killed the moon spirit, the moon actually disappeared. Yeah. Like the moon was vanished. Yeah. So the painted lady is the spirit of the river. So being that it was all polluted, like that spirit oh, is, Oh, okay. Know? Oh, it's like, it's like spirited away. There you go. Yeah. Like Haku. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that. I thought she was just a spirit, a random spirit. So I was like, where the hell were you? But I didn't realize that she was like the spirit of the river. And so, yeah. So she probably couldn't get to them because she was polluted. Okay. Mm. So that's really nice. Yes. Yeah. And now she and Sokka have been kind of like touched by a spirit, you know? Yeah. Um, something also that I want to address is, so I've seen on Tumblr, um, and this isn't to say that those people are wrong. I'm not saying that. But I see a lot of people um, compare the painted lady to the blue spirit Mm. as like a parallel and a way of connection between Zuko and Katara. And that's like, and that's very much like a, like normal brain take. That's a normal brain take. A galaxy brain take, a galaxy brain, a woke brain take is not painted lady and blue spirit, painted lady Kuzan, blind bandit and blue spirit. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. So both Kuzan and the Painted Lady are personas that Aang and Katara take on that are directly connected to the Fire Nation. Mm. Kuzan is is a person who was in the Fire Nation. He's a citizen. Painted Lady is a Fire Nation spirit. And both of them use these identities to help people directly in the Fire Nation. Okay, versus Blind Bandit, Blue Spirit. Both Toph and Zuko use their alter egos to escape their life, to escape mm. their nobility slash royalty status, to escape their responsibility, and basically to cause a lot of mayhem. Zuko doesn't help people as the Blue Spirit. He, like, steals as the Blue Spirit. Right. Everything that he does as the Blue Spirit benefits himself. Everything Toph does as the Blind Bandit benefits herself. Not that that's bad, necessarily, but they don't help other people. They're not, like, Robin Hooding out there. Zuko is using the blue spirit to rescue Aang so he can capture Aang to steal supplies when they're on the run. Um, Toph just takes that money and beats up a bunch of men. Gotta love it. Um, so yeah, they're the parallel and they're the parallel. Mm. You know? These are the big brain theories, ladies and gentlemen. Big brain, big brain takes. Yeah. Again, and I'm not saying that like you can't make up connection between Katara's painted lady and Zuko's blue spirit because there is definitely a connection of like taking on a persona. Right. But I think that, that that it's a better parallel to say her and Kuzan and Blue Spirit Blind Bandit. No, nah, I get it. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, you got to be woke. What was it? Galaxy Brain? Yeah, Galaxy Brain. Galaxy Brain, man. <laughs> got to think like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they so they help the, the village and they're on their way to the next place, to yeah. the next episode, to the next task. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
Yep. We're, we're, we're on our way. Pretty good way to, um, so like to contrast, uh, books one and two, this one starts kind of mellow. Yeah, it really does. It really, really does. I think it kind of had to yeah. because the last book ended so dramatically. They were like, let's, let's ease into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still good episodes. Oh, definitely. I'm not saying they're bad. Also because like, this is the, the last season. So I think they really want to get that build up, mm, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> so uh, any final thoughts or? Uh, no, not really. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be like getting through this, this book. Cause you know, it's I, like, I like talking about the other movies that we talk about. Definitely. But I just love talking about Avatar. <laughs> yeah. It's what started this. Yeah. It's right? what started this all. Okay. So thank you everyone for watching, for listening. Thank you for your support. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Yes, um, You can find us on pretty much any uh, podcasting platform, Spotify, Anchor, um, I believe Apple iPods is Apple, Apple Podcasts as right. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we appreciate you and we will see you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.